Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. We're live. This is Pitch Tech Asia. We're in the Asia Tech Podcast studio in Singapore. My name's Graham, Graham Brown. Almost got that wrong. Joined by Priya Sengupta. Priya, welcome. Thank you, Graham, for having me here. This is an awesome opportunity. I'm really grateful. Excellent. I'm glad you're here. I've watched the development of your entrepreneurial journey from the sidelines a yes. little bit. And we're now here at the point where you're going public, yep. which is fantastic. On the cusp of your public launch as well, of your platform, yeah. Life Vite. Yeah. So unpack your life. Yes. Um, we, we have your, your pitch deck as well. It's great. And it's uh, a very visual pitch deck. So I'm looking forward to diving into that. A little bit about your background as well. How you got here. Your why, mm -hmm. if you like. So um, you were part of the platform E program here right. in Singapore. That's so right. um, you spent... Uh, a year? Was it a year in the program? It was a shy of a year, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. developing the concept and yes, working so with... Yes, so we started from the scratch board. Like yeah. we had, we came in with an idea and we literally walked out with a business. That's their tagline, so yeah. <laughs> You're, you are a walking success story. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about the business that you are currently growing. Um, a little bit of background to that so people can understand. Originally from, I know this is a long story, right? We're talking about off-air, from India. Yes. Um, moved all over India as well. So yes. where were you born? Yeah, I was born in Calcutta, but that was just my birth. But yeah. I uh, moved around a fair bit in the south of India. And then I um, went to the north of India to Gwalior, which is a really tiny town. So yeah. I basically textile, um, you know, family. So moved around in all the textile hotbeds in India. Went okay. to Sri Lanka after that. Textile, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, How so, long have you been in Singapore? 20 years, 20 we are years. Singaporeans now. Okay. Yeah, I'm a citizen now. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting story. And one of the reasons why I ask, and I always find it useful to sort of dig a little bit when we talk about startup founders and the areas that they're in. I find that people who have lived in many different environments, moved to many different schools, been the new person at a school many yeah. times, gone through that, which yeah. is often a harrowing experience if you're a kid mm -hmm. being the new kid in a school. Yeah. You've been through that. You develop a real strong empathy with people. That's right. You learn about being an outsider. You learn about what people go through. You're very good at reading social signals. Absolutely. And what yeah. people want and so on. And then you wonder about later in life, how do they apply that to their endeavors, whether it's like starting a business, what kind of business will they build? Mm -hmm. It only makes sense then, given your background, that you're going to build a business that's really about people and about networking know, yeah, yeah like and almost that sort of understanding yourself and where you fit in with your career and so on so yeah enter life vitae yes so maybe we can go there maybe we can um get the pitch deck up and we'll dance through the pitch deck if you like we'll pick out some of the the key points we're not going to do it every slide priya yes but we'll just um talk about the main slides unpack your life why? Why do I need to unpack my life? So here's the premise, you know, I mean, I, if I were to just translate it into the startup world, because we were just talking about the startup world when we, before we went on air, the thing is that 10 years ago, say in 2009, the number of startups, and I'm looking at Singapore right now, let's, let's just focus on as a case study. Uh, there were about less than 300 startups. Today, that number is 4,500 
Yeah. So um, that's a 15x growth just in the number of startups. So if you look at the people employed in these mm. startups, you know, if you were to tweak around with averaging, obviously the average now would be higher. So, but at least there would be a greater than 10x growth. So, you know, coming from from the from the background that I do, um, you know, people in my um, sphere of life, in, in my earlier life, you know, I come from two premier institutes in India, and both, you know, really churn out top grade industry professionals. So most of our batchmates went into these high profile blue chip, mm. white collar jobs. And maybe the people who were jo joining the startup industry in those days was like 1%. They were the outliers, you know. That number has gone up significantly today in today's day and age. And the reason for that is that people are wired differently. You know, students are saying that they want that little bit more than just the comfort they want, um, you know, a little bit of risk and uncertainty is fine. And so my entire, you know, problem statement was that here are these flocks and droves of people who are getting into the startup arena. And, you know, they could be corporate dropouts or they could be um, uh, educational dropouts or even educational graduates. And um, where, um, you know, what is the leveler? I mean, who tells whom that whether they are cut out for a startup journey or not, um, you know, and, and that's the bigger problem. Right. When, when a startup founder is looking for another co-founder or a team member, where's the chemistry? You know, I mean, chemistry is such a oft uh, repeated word and it is so, you know, it's almost like it's become so commercial nowadays, but... At the risk of everybody becoming a psychologist or a psychiatrist, how do you find the chemistry? Which is what brought me to the uh, birth of my platform is that, you know, this uh, platform is going to look at people in their softer skills, in the in what they have done in life apart from their professional and educational uh, qualifications. And look at how they tell their life story. We have questions around their life story and uh, how do they tell those questions, uh, how do they answer those questions and we come up with similarity scores. Okay. So these... Okay, fine. Let, let's go there. I mean, because uh, let, let's, um, I think you're going to unpack the, the, the platform in a minute. You've identified the, yeah. um, the key problem, which is that the, the skills needed yeah to to you know do well in the current workplace are not necessarily the skills that we needed 20 years ago the, yeah. the workplace is changing people are moving to startups even corporates as well they want yeah. more sort of startup yeah. type skills yeah. so um the you know what we have as a traditional kind of um method for matching talent with with um, employers is, is broken if you yeah. like maybe we can go into the pitch deck we'll have yeah. we'll go into the pitch deck and have a look now if we can so um the if you if you have a look at the we're just readjusting the headsets yeah, here it's yeah, all right yeah. so okay yeah. just if you thought wonder what all that rusting was oh you're <laughs> right sitting there yeah, yeah i'm all right okay yeah. so maybe if you just squeeze the headsets up a little bit because they're quite loose so okay yeah um all yeah, right okay I'm, so yeah. without too much distraction we'll, we'll, we'll jump in so you've identified first 
let's have a look and I'll, I'll walk through that. So the focus is on the pitch deck at the moment. So let's keep on the pitch deck here. So maybe we can do, yeah, the, the slides. I'm, I'm going to talk through what's on this slide here. So um, youth unemployment is a big problem. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we talked about that. And also, you know, there's this need for young people to um, seek out different kind of skills, you know, that basically what they're saying is that young people are going often trained in a different way, but also that they are, you know, the fact is for young people, they also are seeking out different kinds of challenges in the job market as well. So maybe we can talk about that. If we can have a look at this slide here. So slide four, you say young people are struggling to find the right work. Um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. And bear in mind that some people can't actually see this slide so maybe you can talk through some of the points on here yeah so you know right now the youth population globally is about 1.8 billion billion yeah. with a b and um 13 percent of that population globally is unemployed if you look that look at that number in southeast asia it's 12 percent in mm. singapore it's one of the best uh, you know metric it's about eight percent but you know these are uh, these are from a study which could be outdated by now but uh, as in this is from a study la done last year but you know as we look at youth you know we we realize that um what was considered a bug in the time that we were youth is has become a feature. You know, many youth are not really uh, pursuing the career in in the in their chosen um, line of study. So, thirty nine percent of the youth are saying that they um, they actually work in. Uh, I'm sorry, that seventy nine percent of the youth are saying that they actually work in a uh, arena which is different from their uh, level of study. And 39% of the youth are saying that they would possibly uh, change their jobs in in the next two years. You know, mm. so um, so and and so there there is this this underlying this nascent problem of youth misemployment, if I could use that term, which is that people are joining workforces because that is what is available to them, but they basically want to change out of that. And now what is to gauge what is that perfect line of work <clears throat> or that perfect career that a youth can follow, which is where our platform comes in. Right. We, we talk about, you know, here are your skill sets, here are your um you know, uh, life achievements. This is what you've done in life. This is these are some of the salient moments that you talk about on your on our platform. And therefore, this is the match. This this is you know, if you want a mentor, you know. So so mentoring is another problem. But I'll get that get into that in a little while. But you know, this is your match. This is you know this this could be a possible area of your work. Mm. Um, you know, rather than just groping in the dark, looking through. Uh, oh, what am I doing here? Maybe this is not suited for me, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And the root cause of this, if you like, is, I mean, you've identified it maybe in this slide here, five, the CV. This yes, is the bad this guy. this is my... This is the, the antagonist in the narrative, yes, right? Yes, this is my pet antagonist. Right, let's talk about that, because the CV is the CV, the CV in 2019, there's a CV I remember in... 1989 when I left school, right? So yes. 30 years, despite everything that's changed, it's still the same thing, except 30 years ago, I did it on a typewriter. Yes. It might as well be the same thing. So yes. Explain to me what's going on here. 
Yeah, so a CV is is a 16th century product. You know, the first time a CV was used was Leonardo da Vinci applied for the Sistine Chapel. You know? so, <laughs> is that, is that yes, what it was called? Yes, that's, that's how, that's how it any came references? upon. <laughs> yes, I do. That's, about, that's how it came upon in existence. And there have been minor tweaks. There's been a lot of formatting, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, and but it remains as a linear, static uh, picture of where you at right now. A CV does not move with you. You know, that is where we identified a gap in, mm. in a person and a human being's uh, career or in an individual's career path. I've been talking to a lot of um, um, recruiters as well as line managers, both in big companies as well as recruitment agencies. And everybody says, oh, my God, the CV is so boring. I mean, you know. We, but why? Why do we stick with it? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Why do we? It's it's comfort. There's a lot of, um, uh, you know, networking, uh, social media networking websites, which have modeled themselves on the CV, uh, you know, format. So it's just a matter of who will go and disrupt the entire thing. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's just that, oh, okay, I need an accountant with 12 years of experience. And don't get me wrong, if it's a job like an accountant with 12 years of experience, those social media networking sites are great. This is for that additional little bit. If What if you want to work for a startup? Yeah. What if you are, yeah. you know, what if you are looking for a co-founder? What if you are an investor looking for uh, to, um, you know, invest in a startup team? Mm. What if you are a mentor in a um, in a large educational institution? You, you hear of stories, I'm sure, where... Mentors can be a hit and a miss. The same mentor has been, oh my God, such a great mentor. I've been from an educational yeah. institution myself. I used to teach, I used to mentor students here. I've been great with some students and with some students, I haven't had any leeway whatsoever. Mm. Do you think it's their fault? No. Do you think it's my fault? No, it's just a chemistry match. Absolutely. It's, it's, I wish somebody did our life vita with each other. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about the solution. If we can dance forward to... Um, We'll go back into the pitch deck and have a look at that because what we have here, um, if we go to slide eight on the pitch deck, this is really the the introduction to the platform here. We talked about um, some of the, the background data here. We won't go too deep into this because if people want to know a little bit more, we can look at the um, they, they can look at the pitch deck and get it from sure. you. So maybe we can talk about what the actual solution is in this section. What is Life Vitae? So Life Vitae is a platform which quickly or rather in, in one go curates your life through a carefully curated or carefully picked set of questions which we have run the robustness on uh, through the industry. And um, depending on the kind of questions that you choose, the AI kind of sets in from that point onwards. Mm. And then on, um, you know, your strengths and your softer skills and your achievements. There are these six um, sort of um, facets in a human being that is quantified using this platform. And I think we've got a visualization of that. Okay, do we sure. have, I mean, we yes, we 13. do. Uh, yeah, this one. Is that this one yeah, here? Okay, yeah, so talk about one. this. And bear in mind, some people might just be listening. So tell us what the six are. Perhaps. Yeah, so the six basically are your life passions, your life achievements, your life moments, uh, your 
your life profile, lifeline, and then finally derived from all this is your life strength. Now, these life strengths are again packed into a bucket of six. And you know why six? It's not because it's it may be a favorite number of mine. No, um, it has been based on the UNESCO slash WHO uh, guideline of life skills in a uh, workforce. And those work skills can be broadly put into buckets like, um, you know, they could be cognitive or interactive or emotive or adaptive or creative or motive. So, these, so those are the six. Those yep. are the six. Yep. So those are the six uh, sort of broad buckets of your strengths. So any individual who has a strength can be broadly categorized into that. And that is where we bring in data science at the back end. And we run our algorithms, which, by the way, have been totally, um, you know, because I'm a math person, right? These have been totally uh, worked from scratch. These are not the market-led algorithms. Mm. They have been tested. They have been very robustly tested, and the testing is still going on. And uh, these algorithms then come up with the similarity score or the matching between two human beings, two uh, colleagues in an organization, two colleagues in a team, uh, a founder and a co-founder, a investor versus a founding members team, and so on and so forth. Now, again, you know, there is that um, uh, the world where there is the traditional jobs and there is this accountant seven years of experience, which is something that we are not looking to you know, help as much as we are looking to help organizations we are, which are now metamorphosizing into edge organizations, mm. organizations which have innovative labs with them or organizations which have a incubator within these large organizations. And we see so many of these examples coming up, you know. Um, so that's, that's our, you know, that's our market. The yeah. IHLs, the you know, founder was, they could be startup, they could be founder-led other organizations, and they could be edge organizations. Okay. So help me understand is, if we go back to the traditional CV, very much individual, uh -huh. um, it seems like a key part of this, and maybe you can unpack this a little bit, is the matching. Is, is Life Vitae and my own Life Vitae, if I was to put it on there, only as effective as the fact that it matches somebody else or, or the fact that, you know, it's in relation to, for example, a potential employer, a mentor and so on. So let me understand the matching part a little bit better. Yeah, so we are a no judgment website. I mean, there is no right or wrong. There is no a typical personality type, which is a winner, and a typical personality type, which is a loser. I mean, you know, if you look at my own life, for example, I've come from two premier institutes. And then uh, after spending two thirds of my life, disease hit me, I was, um, I got cancer, you know, and that was like about 15, 16 years ago. So from being the first on the list, all through, I went to the bottom of the list for mm. no fault of mine. Yeah. So now, so this this is what it is. You know, life vitae is giving a person another chance. Maybe some people need that chance. You know, and that is what made me look at because I was a part of a success story. I was a blue eyed child. I was IIT, like, IIT, IIM. Yeah. You yeah. know, I did not look at people who did not make it. And suddenly, I went into this deep uh, abyss where uh, you know it was like. Oh my God! What is what is happening to me? And you know, 
that is what made me come face to face with the need of something that does that kind of take away from all my degrees i mean you know just because i have a setback in life does that kind of take away from me all the stuff that i have done no mm. right and that what made me thinking that there must be so many people like me i mean of course the the negative plunge may not be so deep like you know but mm. so many children who go to a poly instead of a jc you know who don't go to a university you know what about them you know life it is a platform which gives everybody a second chance it you know some people need third chances some mm. people need four chances it is not a judgment platform it is not some a ranking platform it does not talk about oh this these are our best candidates or these are our best profiles no life it is everybody is a best for that one person who he matches or he who he or she matches with or or a team that he or she matches with and i believe because i after my illness after i got cured i went into teaching and i could have taught at a university or at a you know a, and i deliberately chose to teach at a polytechnic because you know that is where students felt and a lot of my students came and said oh but miss priya we are from a poly and you know there is no you know i can't get into a uni and then i saw that these children had so much more talent and these children you know it's they themselves were writing themselves off so you know it is it is that finding that bug you know which we used to think of as bug when we were growing up those can be features mm. in a human being do you i want to talk to you about the yeah. scenarios when people use this is do you think uh, i i know you you can answer it as candidly or as as honestly as you want is that if, if you didn't have your illness would you be doing this now yes i would be because no. um um you know i even if i did not have the illness the illness is something that i have never used in my uh career so i mean you know none of my employers know i mean it's not a pity thing it's not an yeah. sympathy thing so you know i i continued working so of course i mean my career path would have i even before my illness i used to teach right. i taught at a premier institution in uh, india which is now premier but in those days it was up and coming it was called four school of management so that was way before my illness happened right, right. so you know i just that. wondered if it made you question yes no 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 you, and i'm i'm happy you questioned me because i used to teach at four school of management in india which at that time the ranking was really low mm. and again the same scenario that like you know students came up with a low morale they kept saying oh but we don't know but now today it's doing really well okay or right. how is this actually used give me some example scenarios of where life fitay will be used by obviously there's two people involved in this at some point maybe we can talk about some of the usage cases yeah so the use cases could be as i said you know because the startup world is kind of familiar to both you and i uh, it could be a startup world you know a person looking for mentors a person right. looking for advisors you know nowadays a lot of institutes of higher learning ihl as we, as i call them have entrepreneurship cells now each entrepreneurship cells have have a lot of startups kind of forming mm. they have by stipulation that each of these startups need a mentor or a guide or you know what have you the name kind of differs but basically the concept is the same we match mentors to you can match mentors to uh, teams like using right. a life so who is the who's actually running this is it the startup founder or is it the program manager or is it the mentors who are using life the 
the program manager can administer it right. or the mentor can administer it. Okay. I mean, of course, the student, the power equation is such that the students kind of asking the mentor yeah. that, sir, can you fill that up is a bit odd right now. I mean, of course, I mean, when we kind of become to that stage, yes, right. I mean, it would. I'm just wondering about where the... The, the initial conversations are going to be. So you'd go to, let's say they were on the show the other day, Spinoff at yeah. Singapore Poly, yeah, for I've, example. I've spoken to Spinoff and we are in a very good conversation right now. So that's now. an example, yeah. those kind of that's people you example. want. That's an example. So Spinoff, just to give context to people who don't know, is the Singapore Poly incubation cell. And yeah, I've also spoken to certain organizations which are, so Starhub is, is very interested. In fact, the senior vice president HR of Starhub is on my advisory board. She's mm -hmm. so interested right now because she really really uh, is excited about this concept because she can use it as a team building uh, tool within her firm she can use it as an onboarding tool within her firm yeah. she can the use cases are many you right. know, she can use it as, um, you know, if they look at building an edge organization, if, if another company looks at building an edge organization, for example, uh, an incubator, you know, they can use it. Um, uh, generators can use it. Accelerators can use it when they get in their incubator or their generator batch. You know, generators have these batches yeah. of uh, people coming in. They can use it as because many people say, oh, um, you know, we look at all the stuff and then it's it's chemistry, it's gut feel. This is changing armchair psychology into mm. science. It's this also is, bias. Yes. So how would that work? For example, that we had the two antler boys in, um, say boys, the two, uh, I mean, they're still quite young, but they are two co-founders from antler. Um, not the antler partners. We've also interviewed those as well, but yeah. um, a startup, absolute. They met on the antler cohort. They mm -hmm. never knew each other beforehand. Um, they came together very, very different personalities. Mm -hmm. How would that work? Not obviously singling out Antler, but with any accelerator, often they bring people in who haven't met before, don't know each other. And um, I think it was Tyler Norwood, who's one of the partners in Antler, said the reason why they like that is because if you choose a partner, a co-founder mm -hmm. on the basis of who you know, yeah. it's subject to many, many biases. So yep. for example, yep. you know, I feel comfortable with that person or maybe it just happens to be the right person yep. who just happened to be there in the network at the time yeah. rather than the absolute right person for the task, right? Yeah. You know, let's get together the best people for this team. So how would a an accelerator use Life Vitae? So, um, you know, I don't know about Antler, but I'm pretty sure that right now, whatever their cohort size is, I'm, uh, I, I read up somewhere it was 90 odd this year and they started last year, right? And mm. It was some 60-something last year. I'm sure when they take that intake, it is not just 60 applications or just 90 applications that they're looking at. They must be looking at thousands of applications. Mm. This is a tool that they can use when they're sifting through that those applications. This is a tool which can... So th th there are two bigger questions to be answered here. One is that if the startup founder, whether, um, you know, he wants to be in the startup world because, hey, guess what? He's heard of Mark Zuckerberg yeah. and he said, okay, you know what? This is like a billion dollar pathway, but is he cut out for it? Yeah. So, and, and nobody knows until you fail, right? Mm -hmm. But this is that one level of screening mm -hmm. that, that uh, generators, incubators yeah. can the, use. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, if you can reduce risk. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, who the people are money, yeah. right? Everywhere that you see, people absolutely. are money. So you know, sometimes people translate to time, and time is money. Sometimes people directly translate into money. So yeah, okay. You've already mentioned one of your advisors. I'm going to jump forward to the the slide of, with your team in it and some of your advisors um, right at the end of the pitch deck here. Um, maybe I've overshot a little bit here. Uh, where is your team? Okay, we're coming to the ask here. So um, I'm sorry, I've got no slide 22. Unless this has actually changed, yeah, maybe you can talk about. A, there's, there's, th oh, this is you. So yeah. obviously, <laughs> this, this is your own life vitae. Yes. Um, maybe you can talk about who's in your team as well. Yeah. So um, I have um, two advisors already signed up. One yeah. is from the corporate world, as I mentioned, from Starhub. Yeah. The other is from the academia. She's a, um, a senior professor in mathematics from Simon Fraser University in Canada, who is uh, sort of helping me with the data science. Okay. Uh, angle there. Uh, I have separate data scientists sitting in India in Pune who do who do the data science um, you know um, algorithm and the testing and basically uh, the robustness testing of the entire platform. Um, apart from that I have a development team which also sits in India. Yeah. Uh, that has about five to six people. Right now I have two full-time employees, both on the marketing side, one on the B2B marketing yeah. side, one on the B2C. Here in Singapore? Or Here in, in Singapore, okay. yeah. And how have you funded up until now? It's all self-funded for yeah. now and friends and family, but I am looking at that seed uh, okay. stage right now. Are you so in I'm the market ready. for investment? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. are you happy to talk about what you're raising at the moment? Yeah, so my burn rate, I mean, uh, rough back of the envelope calculations is about 25000 Sing dollars mm -hmm. uh, per month. That is my burn rate, and um, yeah, so I'm looking at a runway of at least a year, so okay. you know before I can hit a hundred thousand uh, user platform. Yeah, because, yeah. So you're um, obviously um, the figures we can talk about if they have the discussion with the investors as well. What you are focusing on for the twelve months, hundred thousand users. Um, what, how are you going to go and get those? Because this is really what it's about is that, you know, whether you're raising 150 or $300,000, yeah. how are you going to spend that? Are you, have you, what's your customer acquisition going to be? What's your channel to getting 100000 Because that is an expensive business if done the wrong way, right? Yes, of course, of course. So my customer acquisition is IHL. I'm going to go through campus ambassadors. You know, right now in Singapore, IHL, the total cohort size, like from uh, first year to the year that they graduate is 210000 mm. And that's just Singapore. My product is no way Singapore-based. It's also been launched in India, also in Indonesia. I'm coming up with a Bahasa version. So, you know, I'm going to tap the Indonesia market in mm. my preliminary uh, launch, soft launch on social media. I've got more than 6,000 hits every day. So on my platform, and mm. this is, you know, this is not even with the similarity score. This was just giving them their life vitae. Right. So uh, your hustle, if you like, is going and knocking on the doors of all the IHLs. And yes. Pitching them your... Yeah. Platform. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, there's 210,000 students. Uh, 210,000 students Here from in the IHLs in Singapore alone. Right. Okay. Yeah. So even if I were to take like, you know, a 10% of that, yeah. and then I have like a three country approach. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
and you also talk about corporates as well. Yes. So Obviously, corporates, that's the market. Yes. Would so you then would you focus on academics first to kind of test it out and then no, take it to corporates? Uh, no, we're doing it both ways. You're both doing yeah, the corporates yeah, as well? Yeah. Okay. And you're going to the HR departments, HR yes, managers? Yes, I'm doing to HR departments, line managers, yeah. incubators within a corporate, generators within a corporate, edge organizations, as I was talking yeah. about, from different from the core organization. So the HR of the core organization could be different. The edge organization could be an innovation lab or something. So, yeah. And you're doing that all yourself? Uh, <laughs> Who's knocking on the doors? Uh, myself right. yeah yeah right okay. now and the other person who's on the b2b uh, yeah. side with me but right now he's back end because you know he's in the induction phase so right. uh, he's just started with me so okay. he's gonna st soon hit the ground too right and how you just because i'm always curious about how and i'm sure investors are as well about how you go about that process do you literally pick up the phone and just call people randomly or do you I have some contacts you got also, yeah right. I have a lot of contacts yeah. uh, because of the fact that I'm from these premier institutions yeah. I have well placed alumni who've now I've been uh, 20 years out of my MBA school and 25 years out of my uh, engineering school yeah. so I have really well placed alumni uh, colleagues I mean alumni friends rather right. and well, there's a lot here in Singapore as well right? exactly Singapore. from India yeah, right? yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, because uh, sadly, although these two institutions belong in India, there's a, been a fair bit of a brain drain. So, well, you're an example. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah. there's a very strong connection between India and Singapore yeah, as well. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. obviously, if that is something that you can work to your advantage, then yeah, you yeah. So, the, should. so I, um, sadly, because uh, sadly for India, but the it works to my advantage is that you know a lot of my contemporaries are mm. well placed in the industry right now okay and is there any skills that you are um you know preempting that you're going to need in the next 12 months i mean obviously you can go and talk to people but you know that is limited by the fact there's one of you you've onboarded somebody as well so yeah. now you have a team developing for that is there any and you you say you've got people that do the data science for you is because obviously people do watch this who may be wanting to work for a, yeah. a program or a cause or a, a story that they kind of connect with. Yeah. So are there skills that you're looking for particularly at the moment? Uh, just that passion and just that uh, ability to take no for an answer. Just, just you know, that and to get up the next morning and go back again, knocking at another door. Having said that, I am looking for a co-founder. So, mm. yeah. And what would the co-founder be like? Um, so I am basically a networker and, you know, my math background does come in also yeah. handy. But I, I liked right now, as I mentioned, my development happens all in India. I would like to keep that development in-house, I mean, going forward. So once I start uh, my, you know, once I come up with my stable version of my platform, yeah. then I'd like to take the development in 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 house. Uh, so a technical co-founder. Yes, a technical co-founder. Okay, and um, any particular sort of background? I know you've, you've talked about the personality-wise, like the hustle and the fact that you can get up I, after a rejection uh, and like face it all again. It's all part of the startup world, right? But do they come from a certain background, or would, you know, that could be a trick question for me because again, there is no right background. Yeah. <laughs> what should be on their CV? Yeah. <laughs> would you like them to do a life vitae? Yes, like, yes. Okay. Anybody who applies to me does it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Including the interns. I I mean I also have a batch of interns who I didn't mention. Yeah. My campus ambassadors, everybody who comes on board 
does a life fit. Of course, as they should do. Priya Sengupta, it's been a, um, a fascinating insight into what is broken in the world of careers and our life paths. But I think that your um, you know, solution is a very interesting one. There's some real challenges ahead in the next 12 months, right? Because you're, I think at the, the, the top of the, the show, we talked about the embedded inertia in people. They, they stick with the CV because we've been doing it for 500 years, right? Yeah. 600 years. Um, so there's that challenge. So you need people who have that kind of energy, yeah. a little bit of stubbornness as well. To yeah, but I've got uh, a very good feedback from the market. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm quite surprised because in the startup world, you get more no's than yeses. I've got everybody almost saying yes. So I keep coming back home and saying, where's the catch? Where's the catch? Right. I mean, you know, so. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, it's a good start. Um, Priya, what is the best way for people to reach out to you? What's the preferred channel? Um, you know, I'm available on all the social media platforms. Yep. So Facebook, we have pages on each one of them. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm also available on info at lifevite.co or psg at mylifevite.com. Excellent. That is Priya Sengupta, everybody. And um, go and check out Life Vite and Anything that sort of like resonates with you today, reach out. Um, all the best with your journey. Thank you. Um, looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. Thank you. Graham. Now, that, and also your launch as well in April. Yeah. So bear in mind, we're recording this in March. So yeah. we have the launch coming up in April. Be great to see how you're doing on the other side of that, that sort of longitudinal journey, yeah. right? Yeah. Like your own yeah. sort of yeah. life vitae. Be great to get that story as well and see sort of what you've learned, lessons learned. And also how things are expanding for you. Hopefully, sure. So. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Graham, for having me on the show. Oh, it's been you. a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.